Hi, everyone, and welcome to our third episode of The Skinny Truth. I am Dr. Josh Roller, and I am here with Laura Fluche, one of my amazing patients, friends, and colleague. And today we're going to talk about obesity and how it impacts everyday life. And this is one of those things that um, you can't get away from. Obesity impacts you all of the time. And so we have lots of, uh, you know, different everyday examples, things that I hear. And then Laura's, I mean, going to talk about her experiences and what she went through. Laura, do you want to you start? Yeah, definitely. Um, also, you can find the Skinny Truth Podcast on all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, if you'd like to watch the video. And as always, we would love it if you would like, subscribe, rate, comment. It really helps with the engagement, and we so appreciate it. So yeah, this topic, um, I feel like resonates with a lot of people. Um, the sure. ways that obesity just affects our everyday life. Um, I know for me, I almost weighed 400 pounds and every single day my weight affected something that I did every single day. One of the things that, that, that we hear a lot, and this is where people decide that it's what I call the aha moment. This is the moment that obesity said, you know, it has just impacted your life so much you know you need to do something about it. And for some people, it's not being able to bend over and tie their shoes anymore, you know, or going to a restaurant and, and getting set at a booth and, the, and not fitting. But there's, there's those kind of social things, but then there's just the everyday challenges, showering, bathing, putting on clothes, not being able to shop for certain things. So did you experience any of those kind of events. Absolutely I did. Um tying my shoes. I could not tie my shoes. I couldn't bend down to tie my shoes. Um I would have to have my husband tie my shoes. Um shopping for clothes was pretty much not a thing for me when I got obese. I avoided it at all costs. And the things that I did wear were just the stretchiest, longest like comfiest things I could find because I wasn't able to fit in jeans or any tight fitting things. Um, another thing that really comes to my mind is stairs. So we have stairs in our house and we have, and when I was overweight, I probably went months without going upstairs because it was such a challenge to walk up the stairs for me. Well, and that's, you know, just things like, what are your kids doing upstairs? How clean are their rooms? You know, and you find yourself and uh, I mean, a lot of parents do that, that are dealing with obesity. You just would rather not go up there um, and find out because you physically can't. And right. it, it impacts parenting. I mean, just that kind of stuff. I mean, I remember my, my brother was would hide dishes and mustard and ketchup and all sorts of stuff upstairs. And, you know, my parents, my mom didn't want to go up the stairs and, and catch him. It's, but those are the things that, you know, little things like you want to go up the stairs. You want to, right. Hey, did you bring your laundry down here? I, like I asked you to. Um, mm -hmm. So how did you, what would you tell yourself about not going upstairs? Like, how I did you say it? And did you, did you, did it was like, 
oh, I don't need to this time. I'm sure it's fine. Like, yeah, Luke but. mostly would do it. Like Luke would be the one to go upstairs. And I just didn't go because like I said, it was so much work to walk up those stairs for me. And thinking about the stair topic, that's something that when I was obese, I would think about when I was going places. Are there going to be stairs that I have to walk up? Or is there an elevator to take? Like those are the things that go through someone's mind every single day, like trying to prepare themselves of what's to come and how they're going to, you know, overcome that. Well, I will never forget. Um, we used to do uh, live seminars where people would come and we talk about weight loss surgery and is it right for you? So right now it's, you know, everything's online. But back in the day, 16 and a half years ago, it was... <laughs> It was in person, and um, the very first one we did was in the hospital conference room, which was, you had to walk to get there from the hospital parking lot. And I remember walking in, getting ready to start, and, and passing somebody that I knew was there for the for the seminar, but was going the wrong way. And I, I stopped, and I said, are you, you know, are you looking for our seminar? And she's like, yes, but it's too far. I can't make it. And I'm like, you're almost, you're almost there. Just follow me. We're almost there, but that's one of those things you realize, you know, as a bariatric surgeon is it is tough. So now, like if you've ever been to my office and little things, you realize why there's so much parking directly in front of the doors. So you mm -hmm. don't have to make that struggle or when you walk in and you're in a waiting room, are the chairs the skinny kind with the arms? Yes. Are they armless? Why? I mean... Those are things that you probably would, would scout out and research and want to know about before going to do things. Absolutely. The chair one is a really big one. And that one comes to mind. Like if you're ever going to like an outdoor gathering, like a barbecue and people would have lawn chairs out. And I, I mean, I can still remember, like I would go and I would just stand and people would say like, here's a chair. Do you want to sit? And I was scared to sit first. Am I going to fit in this chair? And then second, am I going to break this chair? And I would just stand the whole time I was there. It's a, it is truly in, impacts your, your psyche, you know, and, and everything you do. And you start planning your life around obesity. And it almost, it takes control over every single aspect of it. Did you find yourself as, as the weight came on kind of withdrawing from participating in things or traveling and I mean how did it what did it do to you personally as far as those kind of things absolutely um as I put the weight on I started to withdraw I didn't want to do anything I didn't want to go to family functions even I would try to make excuses on why I couldn't go um didn't want to do anything with friends I would just so isolated um and I isolated myself from the world because I was so worried about what how my weight would affect those things but also so ashamed of myself um and I just didn't want to be seen we as far as traveling we avoided any air travel so that really limited the places we could go and it was it the walking in the airports was it the I mean this is one we hear a lot having to ask for a seatbelt extender in mm -hmm. front of a whole plane full of people and then that you know of course the airline attendants they they make a big production out of it and it's 
we hear that one a lot here for our people that, that have to travel for work. Yeah. The um, seatbelt extender was a big thing. And I actually bought my own seatbelt extender because I didn't want to have to ask for a seatbelt extender and just be mortified. And I even got, so different airlines have different seatbelts, like Southwest has their own, American. So I even bought like multiple ones. So I was covered because it's humiliating to have to ask for something like that. Um, So yeah. So do you... Would you agree with this? And this is kind of my take on it is as, as the weight comes on, as it limits your ability to do things and be social and do family activities and travel and all of the things you stop doing it, you start withdrawing Mm -hmm. from those things, which leads to more isolation, more depression, more weight gain, more weight. And then, yeah, then, then more, even more isolation, more depression, more weight gain. You get into this, this vicious uh, cycle of not doing things. I, one we hear a lot about is is the the booze. Um, going to a restaurant just out to eat, but wanting a table, but the very uh, thought of being sat at a booth and say no, I can't sit there is enough to keep people from going away. Um, you know, we talked about. I mean, gyms. Obviously, one of the things that you want to do to to try to lose the weight if you're not having surgery is is go to the gym. But I mean, that's a, that's really putting yourself out there with all the people looking at you and, and staring or perceived staring at you and this kind of thing. Did you experience that? Yeah. Um, I can remember multiple times I would think, oh, I should just go to the gym. But I was, I mean, honestly scared to go out of fear of what others would think of me going, looking silly and, Now I say, nobody's looking at you. Like everybody's doing their own thing. But when you're in that position, you do feel like, and that's the thing with obesity. You feel like the whole world is watching you all the time. Like you stick out like a sore thumb. That's what it feels like. Well, you know, and this, this is not just adults either. This is kids and, and a third of our kids now are, are even up to a half now are, are overweight or obese. And I never will forget um, a patient I saw, a 13-year-old that was close to 400 pounds. And, and obviously the workup that we do in, in interviews, it's, it's a lot more intense for a 13-year-old. It's a teenager. But that was the first time I realized just how much obesity impacts everybody, no matter what your age. And I remember asking her, I was like, well, tell me what your life is like after school. Do you go to the gym and work out? And she just started bawling. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I what did I say? Um, I said, well, tell me what do you not show us? Last time I was there, the kids, you know, kids can be just brutally mean, mm-hmm. you know, called me a fat pig. And I was like, okay, I would never go to the gym again either if that happened Absolutely. to me. So well, what about walking in your neighborhood, you know, or jogging in your neighborhood and more tears? And I was like, Okay, this is this is not going the way I wanted this to right. go. What what did I what happened now? And she's like, they kids would roll down their windows and yell at me, you know, those same horrible things. And that was my first insight is like this girl did not feel safe anywhere except her house. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of our job now is to help her feel safe. Like lose the weight and help you feel safe. And that was her moment. That was, you know, as we can get into it, is kind of what I call the the aha moment where a person finally stops withdrawing 
He says, mm-hmm. it is time. This is time. And for her, that was the, that was the thing in the neighborhood when her mom, you know, brought her in and, and we did her surgery and she lost lots of weight. And then I'll, I'll never forget just two weeks later at her post-op appointment, she's down 25 or 30 pounds. And instead of, you know, it was, she's, she was smiling mm-hmm. and I just, it was one of the most rewarding, um, surgeries that I've done, but you know, for her, it's not diabetes, high blood pressure and heart disease. It was, I'm trapped in my body. I'm trapped in my house. I can't get out anywhere. So right. what was your moment? When did you say I have to do something? So I feel like I had like several times that I was like, okay, I have to do something. And I would start like, you know, some diet, one that really stands out. This wasn't when I decided to have bariatric surgery, but I vividly remember I bought Luke tickets to go see. He's a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I'm a Royals fan. And so I was like, I'm going to buy him tickets to go watch them play each other. It was like July, middle of the summer, so hot. And we went up to sit in our seats. And typically we try to buy seats that are, or we used to try to buy them like in the aisle. So we didn't have to sit with a whole bunch of people. Well, our seats were like smack dab in the middle of a long aisle. And I remember going and sitting down and I was like pouring over the edge. And the lady next to me, I think, was irritated. I was so incredibly uncomfortable. And we sat there for maybe five minutes. And I told Luke, I can't sit here. Like, I can't do this. In that moment, I was like, I can't even go to a baseball game because of how uncomfortable I am in the seat. And we stood the whole time up high. And it's just, and these are things that people that haven't struggled with obesity don't understand because they've never been there, but it literally affects everything we do. No doubt about that. And, you know, even things like bathing, you know, cooking dinner, you just name it, getting up, trap, going up, up your stairs in your house, every single aspect of your life is impacted by it. And so this is where, you know, I, I struggle as a surgeon when I go out in public and I, I see, I see people struggling. Mm-hmm. I see it. And I'm like, I know exactly, you know, why that person's standing off to the side and their family's over there. If you go to, well, Silver Dollar City around here is a, um, a big deal. It's in Branson. It's about two hours from where we live in Fayetteville, but amazing amusement park, but it is like hilly and lots of walking. And you'll just see people sitting on benches without their family while their family's off doing their things. And that always gets me a little emotional. Just, I can help this person, mm-hmm. you know, and it's how do you get somebody to to feel that moment? And, and ultimately, what I've concluded is it's not anything that anybody can do except for the person. You just make that decision that enough's enough and I'm going to take care of this. Yep. They just have to be ready to make the change because no one can do it for them. I would say it's probably at least one patient a week that Dr. Kristen will see where they come in and their their aha moment was Silver Dollar City last week and wow. got on the ride. The bars wouldn't come down. And they, I mean, a lot of our patients even have a name. They call it the walk of shame where they, they make them get off the um, ride right then and there. And maybe they're with their, their child 
um, or not. Maybe they're with their kid and now the kid can't ride the ride because they're not, you know, they have to have an adult. Those are just some really brutal experiences. Not everybody is that way. Uh, I had a really funny patient once that uh, was a guy and he was a, um, like a face model, uh, I guess you would call it. He modeled, took pictures, but mostly of his face. And, and I'll, I will never forget this. He came to the office one afternoon. We, you know, this was when he was signing up and the, the Northwest Arkansas mall is really close to our office. And, uh, he, he goes, he came over and said, I want an appointment. I need an appointment right now. I am starting this thing. I am losing the weight. Like, hold on, hold on. This is, there's a process here. But when he made his appointment, he came and said, what happened? Like, what, what was your moment? Because well, I was at the Dillard's and I was shopping and the guy came over to me and said, well, maybe you need to be, uh, looking over there in the big and tall section. And he goes, and I knew right then that I wasn't tall. So he was telling me I'm in the wrong section. So he, he goes, I just got in my car. I was humiliated and I went straight to your office. And that wow. was his, that was his moment is the guy at Dillard's told him he needed to shop in a different section. And he's like, this is not what I'm, oh my. I signed up for. And then he, uh, he had surgery. So he was great. He, he came in and talked for us multiple times. He was funny. He never knew what was, what he was going to say, but that's, that's, that's those are the moments. Yeah. Like I'm, I knew I wasn't tall, <laughs> so right. he was telling me to go somewhere else. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we all have the moments, and they all might look different, but then they're all the same. And I feel like we all can resonate with every single struggle people have with obesity. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And then, then you look at the way, and this is another another aspect of how obesity impacts your everyday life. I can't even begin to tell you the number of patients that we've worked on that have been at their jobs for a long time. After they have the surgery and start losing the weight, then they start climbing that corporate ladder. Then they start getting Mm -hmm. promoted. And I don't think it's necessarily obesity discrimination. I think a lot of it has to do with confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, and I am going to speak up during these team meetings I have more confidence in myself and I am going to put myself out there and, you know, let people know that I am smart. I am intelligent. I can contribute. We see that a lot. I mean, we're, and we're talking people flying up the chain after their surgery. Yeah, I would agree. It's confidence. I mean, as you start to lose weight and become more confident, it changes everything. I mean, confidence affects every part of our life. And yeah, it's. Look at you, Laura Fluche now, you know, social media star, influencer. Could you ever have imagined that before the surgery? No, I couldn't. I can't imagine putting myself on a platform in front of thousands of people. And I mean, the truth is I get neg- I get negative comments. I mean, it's just the it's just the reality of it. And Previously, if I would have done that before at my higher weight, I would have been absolutely devastated. Like, I probably couldn't have handled it. And now I'm confident enough to know, like, this isn't about me. And I just move on with it. But no, I would never. It's actually funny. The other day I shared a scale on um, my Instagram. And as I was recording myself stepping on the scale with my weight, I was like, I two years you wouldn't have caught me dead sharing my weight with the world or getting on a scale. I mean, I hardly even got on a scale as it was just for myself, much less like for the whole world to see. And it's just, yeah, I'm confident well, now. It, 
it's confident. You've got your yeah. your life back because of it. And I, you know, so there are these things that you know as you as you do these surgeries over the years. And we've we're in our third different office space and in, in final office space. But you know, just <laughs> to accommodate growth and and more patients, more surgeons, and and that kind of thing. But as you learn about obesity and what people are dealing with, it changed like the the design of our offices. And one of the things that we do that I think is very different is our scales are all behind closed doors. You will not weigh in our office out in the hallway. And just think about how many doctor's offices weigh you in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody, I mean, you're scared enough to be weighed, but now now I'm going to go into the doctor's office because I need help and you're going to put me on a scale in a hallway. Just Yeah, with people walking by and... I, I mean... Where anybody can see, and it's 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 little things like that that I've I know that, that Kristen and I have learned over over the the past sixteen years about you know what put just the the fact that arms on chairs make people uncomfortable. There's no way I would have thought about that when I was starting this process, and you do now. And one of my favorite things we have some extra wide chairs, and I've got especially in some of my tougher patients. You know, when I say tougher, I mean like five six hundred pound patients. You, I love. When I'm doing their pre-op, I'll say, okay, I'm going to get a picture of you in that chair right now. It's an extra wide chair. It has arms, but they're taking up all of it. And this one guy that we did, he was probably close to 650. And now he's lost 400 something pounds. So I got a picture of him in that same chair and he's he's half of it. He is half of the chair. Crazy. It is, you know, the things. And I think society does, tries to do a decent job of accommodating this thing, but we're still not there yet. But ultimately, the best way to get rid of all this is, is just to lose the weight, whether that's through surgery or, or any other method, lose the weight, because it, do, it does impact every single aspect of your life. Let me ask you this. Would you say that you are a, or feel like that you're a better parent now than you were before? Absolutely. Um, before... When I was heavier, I mean, when we, it kind of goes back to talking about isolating yourself. I didn't want to go to my kids' events. I didn't want to go to school, to the parties, because I didn't want people to see me. I, I mean, I was like a sideline parent. I didn't want to be involved with anything. I just wanted to shelter myself. And now I love going to do those things. I love going to their schools to see them, um, going to their sporting events. And speaking of sporting events, Luke... Um, my husband who's had bariatric surgery, he, uh, so before he, I mean, he didn't want to coach because he couldn't keep up with the kids and now he's coaching. And he said one of his already like non-scale victories is being able to run up and down the court with the kids and do it like it's no thing. Yeah. That we see a lot of just. First of all, just going to games, but that coaching your kids and being involved or just when practice is over, coming back to the driveway and being able to play one-on-one, you know, or throw the baseball and, okay, you missed the ball. Now you got to go run 20 yards and go pick, bend down, pick it up and then come back and keep throwing it. And you've got three boys, right? Yep, so they're probably, boys. they're probably all about all sports with the ball right now, basketball and baseball and all the things. Absolutely. All the sports here all the time. And I mean, even when you, you say like throwing the ball and having to go get it, I relate to that so much because I, if I was ever outside with them and they would throw it, I would make them go get the ball because I physically couldn't go get it. It's just all those Seemingly little things add up 
to really big things and overtake your entire world as being obese. So then you're, you're now able to participate in things with your kids, probably more likely to go to parent-teacher conferences, mm-hmm. take them on trips and have those family experiences. I mean, have, have you all been to a baseball game since the weight loss surgery? We have. And I took up almost half the seat and I'm like, this is unreal. It's just so freeing. And that's the word that I typically do describe. I finally feel free. Not waking up every day and thinking about how I'm going to be limited. I just, I can do anything and everything and the sky is the limit. And yeah, it's it's now, what do I want to do? What can I do? Uh Not what am I going to avoid? You know, what can I not do? And the the world, the world's free now. And Mm -hmm. I would say things that I just noticed off your, your Instagram page is going for walks with your family as a, I mean, with, with the way that our society is going and and the health right now in society, our kids are not as healthy as they were 10 years ago. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that needs to happen is parents need to get them more engaged in healthy lifestyles. And that is activity. And so when I see you walking with your, your children, that's where I'm thinking, okay, She's she's doing it. She is being the role model and parent that we all need to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Family walks. Um, that takes me to when I was overweight. I can I like seriously can like remember it like it was yesterday. We went on a family walk. It was summer. I barely made it to the end of the block. And I was like, I have to turn around. I was in so much pain. But yeah, family walks have become just one of our favorite things. And if if I've learned anything from this journey too, it's that I want to change the trajectory for my kids too. Like I want to show them like what it looks like to live a healthy lifestyle and to hopefully never have the same struggles that I have because now two of their parents have had bariatric surgery or both of their parents. They don't have more than two. Yeah. And, and making but, good food choices, exercising, you know, right. going to athletic events and participating in every single aspect of their life as opposed to, now oh, we're not going to do that. And, and that's what we see is like my kid wanted to play basketball this season, but I knew I couldn't make the games. And so we we didn't play basketball season mm-hmm. or the driving yeah. was too much. And I think once you identify that that's happening and that, that does tend to be a lot of our patients, you know, again, back to the aha moment, the, the moment you mm-hmm. decide... I've got to get my life back. And so hopefully, you know, we've covered a lot of a lot of things and, and there's a lot more out there of of how obesity impact people stop going to the doctors because That's they don't want one. to and obesity is already a very dangerous disease that causes many, many other dangerous diseases, diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea, um, cancer. And now if, if that's the person that probably needs to go to the doctor more not less but just the way society is it it drives it obesity keeps people at home and it keeps them withdrawn and it keeps them from engaging in society and so that's that's why that was one of the things that i caught on to very early when i was training in bariatric surgery is how it gives people their life back not, not just getting their health back but life back and you know one of the last stories i've i'll share on this episode but it was a a 79 year old patient that had come in for weight loss surgery and the average life expectancy for for an american is 74 so she had she had lived past her you know so it's not like i can say i can add years to your life if you lose weight and 
ultimately I just asked her, so why do you want to do this? And she said, I don't, she had a walker. That's how she got around. She goes, I don't want to use this anymore. I do not want to be a burden on my family. I want to live life. And that's when it dawned on me is this is not just a quantity of life thing. This is a quality of life thing. And I think you probably have seen that in spades at this point. Mm-hmm. I always say it, I mean, not only did bariatric surgery save my life, but it's given me life. And I think, I mean, you can't ask for more. If I mean, what is life if you can't fully live it and enjoy enjoy it yeah no and it's it's that's when you feel trapped that's when you feel cornered and that's when that vicious cycle um starts and that is ultimately what we that's what i love doing i mean helping people lose weight and get their their life back and it's a really rewarding and an amazing job and just you know watching people like you you know become famous <laughs> and and take me along and take me along the the, the yeah. ride with you take you on the ride <laughs> that's right <laughs> so, well, I mean, I think that about covers everything. I mean, if you learned anything from this episode, there's not one thing that obesity does not affect. It affects every single aspect of your lives. So I'd like to to thank you again for doing this this episode with us, Laura. It's been it's been fun. We have yeah, lots of fun. Many more episodes to go. We're we're gonna try to release one a week. Um we've got lots of great suggestions from everybody, and so we're gonna We'll get through them. So as you please keep, please uh, keep um, commenting and, and liking and sharing and reviewing and let us know what uh, else you want to hear about because we are compiling these, these lists and we want to touch on everything. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We are super excited about what's to come and the episodes and topics we'll talk about. Uh, you can find our show wherever is most convenient for you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can watch us on YouTube. And we would love it if you would rate, review, subscribe, like, comment. Um, and we really appreciate it. We will see you next week for episode four.